Welcome to Silverbacks Valley. I'm your host today, and my name is Ibrahim Sanya. Gentle reminder before we start, click that subscribe button and never miss stories of founders and funders changing sports, tech, and entertainment from Africa to the rest of the world. Now, enjoy the show. This episode is supported by IRL, an original podcast from Mozilla. Bridget Todd, its host, invites you to a new season title, People Over Profits. If you are into artificial intelligence, AI, this is a show for you. Download Mozilla IRL wherever you get your podcast. We at Silverbacks Valley are big fans. Viola. Yeah. Ali. Hey, both of you, same place. What are the odds of getting two of the most stylish Nigerian <laughs> and Egyptian get together after a career as angel investors? Mm-hmm. Create fundamentally the Avengers <laughs> of VC investing. Tell us what took us to this point. Mm. How did we get here? <laughs> <laughs> I love the superhero um, um, and, and, and analogy, so um, I guess maybe we go with that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, I think, I mean, as angel investors, I mean, that's actually what it is. You're sort of this person that catalyzes dreams, make a vision come to life, and really roll up your sleeve and um, get involved. I mean, it's not, I mean, we say angel is a full contact sport. Sort of like, once again, being an Avenger, you can't sit on the sidelines. Um, and I think for for me, and I think Ali and I have this in common, was we really wanted to have an impact, which is why um, I decided to move back to the continent. I wanted to be involved in really building and supporting people that are builders. And so when I got the opportunity to do my first investment, I actually didn't understand the whole concept around angel investing, but I really liked the idea. I thought it was something that I can um, write a check for, and I did. And then I was contacted by one of these super angels in our ecosystem to say, oh, now that you're an angel, we need you to come and do this. And I had to be, I had to sort of like learn what that meant and how, like what responsibilities that came with that. And so I think for me, that was the first time that I really realized that capital is just one, one thing that an entrepreneur needs at, in the beginning of their journey. Um, and then really rolling up your sleeve and digging in and helping them. Um, to grow a company is really the most important thing that an angel can bring to the table. And um, that's been the beginning of this journey. And that journey led me to um, Ali and partnering with Ali. Um, but Ali came to Nigeria to find me. I will let you tell how, tell your side of the story. Yeah, no, I think the, it's uh, it's funny. I think the the more we get to know each other, the more it made sense that we met. Uh, which is a strange thing to say, but uh, there it is. But yeah, no, I mean, um, for me, the motivation uh, as an angel investor on the continent was, why don't more of these markets work together? doesn't make any sense. And when I was speaking to uh, all of my colleagues in different markets, like, yeah, you know, it's still day one, still very nascent, uh, very different markets. And I was like, okay, 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 sure. But these are all reasons, you know, to go exactly to go and discover and uh, and, and and so on. So, and when I spoke to founders, the the kind of answer was the same. It's like I don't really know those markets. Uh, I've heard such great things about them. I'd actually love to meet some of the folks there and learn and maybe partner. 
I said, okay, let's do something about it, right? So I think when I, when I went to Lagos and I took a bunch of Egyptian founders for the first time to go to Lagos, they were just amazed because um, as usual, when you go traveling somewhere, you discover suddenly, oh, wow, we're much more similar than we thought this, right? You know, and uh, that's the beauty of, uh, of humanity, right? Is that actually we have much more reason really to connect than to, to kind of disconnect if we put in the effort and the intentionality. So one of the biggest uh, takeaways, I think, from, from that trip is that, uh, as Biola said, uh, you know, I, I was able to be in the right place at the right time to see the opportunity as a result of years of building relationships there. And uh, the person that introduced us, uh, TD, uh, Tommy Davis, is somebody that I have a lot of respect for. And uh, I think many people across the continent mm -hmm. Yeah, he's the OG. Yeah. So he's definitely uh, he's the OG. Uh, and uh, you know, he basically said, "Look, Ali, uh, you know, allow me to host you uh, in true African fashion." You know, uh, and uh, he basically you know arranged a lot of things for us, including he said, "There's somebody very special that you should meet," and uh, that was Biola. And, uh, okay, <laughs> that was really sounds like a pastor. <laughs> 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 But that's how TD works. That is really how he works, right? So, so yeah, so um, we met. And I think uh, from the very first conversation, uh, you just realized that there was a lot of um, things in common. I think, uh, you know, Biola said that she had moved back to Nigeria to really make a difference. And that's something that immediately struck a chord with me because that was my journey exactly. I, I moved uh, to Egypt in 2009 after uh, starting my career in uh, London and you know, having grown up uh, all over the place. So somebody moving back, you know, it's not easy. I think anybody who's done that can, I think, relate to that. Uh, so you really have to have motivation to do that. Uh, so that was immediately kind of, okay, shared value number one, mm -hmm. tick, you know? Um, and then as we spoke more and more, we discovered more things that we shared in common in terms of our approach to life, uh, our role in society, and how investment actually can really be... Um, a vehicle to 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 bring about positive change. So yeah, so uh, you know, a year and a half later now, we're yeah. you know, no regrets, no regret. And it appears that you guys started having babies together. Hi, Liz. Yes, <laughs> yes. So tell us about that. Seventeen. The seven kids. Seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah. Wow. Seriously, seventeen month, a year and a half. Mm -hmm. It's almost one a month. Yes, actually. Well, you know, Egypt and Nigeria. Great for time. So why don't you tell us about about this new set of kids you guys have had mm -hmm. together and the previous. And obviously, you move towards tomorrow with the edge of the lessons from yesterday. Um. So, I mean, um, once again, like as angels, you start out just sort of liking a company and you invest, and then you start to think about, oh, I should have a thesis around what I invest and how I invest. Um, and so once again, I started to develop my thesis around what type of companies, where I really see the future, what, um, what makes sense for me, what also builds on the experience I have that I can bring to the table to um, help these companies. And so... Um, earlier on, I made some investments in almost across, I mean, across sectors. And then I really we have a few common <laughs> yes. kids together. Yes, we have a few, <laughs> we have a few common ones together. 
And then the more um, I kept on looking at the future of digital, I started to look at the um, generation, um, the the next generation, um, which I call them, and you know, mobile natives on the continent. And I just I kept it kept on looking more and more like this was really going to be the defining moment for the continent. And I, you know, if I wanted to be part of this, I needed to lean into more technology solutions. And so that's when I started to develop a thesis around what that looked like, what regions across, I mean, really, I was open to anything on the continent um, that really could have an impact, be instrumental in living, um, lifting people out of poverty and be inst- in, in, instrumental in creating jobs. That was really important to me. And so I started to do those type of investments. But I think that as we moved towards this, um, this marriage and Acacia Ventures and building Acacia Ventures, it was a very different way of thinking because now we were fund managers. We were we had fiduciary duties. This is very different from investing from your personal um, purse. This is people entrusting you mm-hmm. with capital. And so I think for us, we were starting. We we started out thinking about um, technology. We were very clear that we wanted to be a technology fund um, and um, technology enabling type of fu- um, fund that would invest in those type of founders. Um, and we were sector agnostic when we started, mm. but I think along the way, we really started to learn a lot of lessons. We also started to do, um, we started to see a lot of patterns developing and we became very clear in a sense that, you know, we were really a Nigeria and Egypt fund and companies that we invest in, we have to see the potential of them being able to expand into these markets from a geography and beyond. And so it was really important that can this company be, can we see this company in Egypt? Can we see this company in Nigeria? Yeah. Very different from the way you think as an angel. I mean, as an angel, it's very, it's very much about, okay, I like this founder. I like this sector. You're, you're not really that big on scale. Yeah, I mean, sure. exactly. And I think that's one of the things, those are some of the biggest lessons we learned. So we went from being sector agnostic to saying, look, where are some of the biggest opportunities still on the continent? Financial inclusion kept on popping up to us as a big opportunity. Um, ag tech, agri agricultural technology solutions became huge for us because once again, we're both from these huge countries that have heavy reliance on, on in, imports. And we knew that these inputs to feed the future have to change. And technology is going to be a huge opportunity here. Um, B2B SaaS, we knew once again that we, I mean, we saw people even around us that said, look, I would love to subscribe to these platforms but I, do, I want to pay in local currency, and that was actually not possible. Some of these solutions don't allow that. And we knew that, once again, our, our markets are small, medium-sized businesses that need tools to go into the future. And so we saw those solutions being built. And we also know, like, I mean, the first thing I do when I'm looking for anything is I go online to find it. And so we knew e-commerce and e-commerce enabling um, type of companies were going to be huge. So we really went from here as an angel to hear as a fund to really now really focus on geography and also on sector when it comes to what we look for. So these 17 companies really represent that. Fantastic. In your case, uh, Ali, you were basically the godfather of the angel association. That's what we knew you were. You were like the lawyer by day and uh, godfather of the angel association. That how was that transformation from being a semi-regulator with investment or association leader to now just fund manager? 
So firstly, I have to say, I, I think I've been demoted from an Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like, I want to go back to the Avenger. <laughs> Um, no, but, but, uh, no, in all seriousness, uh, my, for me, the journey was, uh, you know, I, I got exposed to the wonderful world of entrepreneurs and, uh, the power of entrepreneurship, uh, initially as a mentor with Endeavor. And this is when I first came back here in 2009. And, uh, I was really surprised. I was like, wow, these guys are, you know, so optimistic, uh, the way that they work together and they collaborate together to build something new is really uh, just inspiring, honestly. And uh, when I also got exposed to tech entrepreneurs uh, in other regions, because uh, I was allowed to do that uh, through my activities with Endeavor, I was very, uh, very impressed, right? And I was like, okay, this can be a very, very strong um, vehicle for change. And I want to be a part of this. Uh, why is this not happening uh, here uh, in, the, in the market where I am uh, in Egypt? And the answer was, well, actually, you need certain ingredients uh, for this to work. And one of those critical uh, parts of ingredients are uh, risk capital. You need to have risk capital, okay? Mm. And uh, my whole life, you know, I've, I've been taught certain things, uh, you know, uh, which is you can either feel bad about something and cry about it, or you can do something about it. Mm. And I've always taken the latter, sometimes better, sometimes worse. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know, so... Uh, so yes, in this case, you know, like uh, I was lucky enough to uh, to meet uh, an important person in my journey. Uh, I called Hussein uh, Alem, and um, he was also uh, he had this idea that you know why can't this work here? Angel investing, um, and uh, together we co-founded the first angel um, uh, business angel network in Egypt, which actually turned out to be the first business angel network across Africa, mm. and. Um, yeah, uh, you know, it was a 12-year journey, uh, lots of uh, lessons. I mean, when we first started investing, you know, we, we, I mean, the market was very early, so we had to even talk about the difference between startup and SME. And, you know, uh, the, we had a lot of businesses that tried to um, tell us, why don't you invest? And we would have to explain, actually, for the risks that we're taking, we need to really get certain level of rewards which means that we cannot, unfortunately, invest in, in certain types of uh, traditional businesses. And then, but the nice thing is that from starting from really the ground up, we got to see how the market evolved and we got to see how uh, talent bred new talent. And, uh, you know, the whole cycle of creative destruction, which is like, mm -hmm. okay, this startup didn't work, go again, go again. And I, what I really loved also is that when I first started, I remember that culturally, it wasn't uh, cool at all to be an entrepreneur, okay? So like, you know, if you couldn't cut it as like a doctor or a lawyer or engineer, you were literally like, you know, at the end of the queue, okay? <laughs> then you became an entrepreneur. That was the, that was the view from the parents. Yeah. And one of the things that we had to actually uh, really um, uh, change was the mentality, which is actually uh, entrepreneurs, it's extremely hard. And this is something that we should encourage a lot. And that's going to be important for the people doing it, the people that they work with, and then the society at large. So, mm. um, you know, fast forward now today, I think like um, the story is flipped. You know, everybody today, especially I think in the more um, uh, mature markets uh, in Africa, uh, being an entrepreneur is something that's cool, positive, respected. And uh, I think this is a really strong platform uh, to take us uh, into the future. So, yeah, I mean, uh, that, that 12 years taught me so much. But I also, as I said, I look back 
uh, at some point at the 10-year mark. And I said, okay, uh, today we've managed to move the needle so much, start to have exits and to prove that actually this can be done in Africa, right? Mm. And I think this was a very important um, catalytic moment mm. to inspire uh, hundreds of more entrepreneurs that it can be done. Uh, and uh, this actually also is inspiration for me. Again, uh, entrepreneurs were really the source for this, that I can dedicate the next chapter of my life uh, to investing and supporting uh, those people uh, um, for the next uh, 10, 20 years, right? So, uh, so that, that was really the motivation to go into uh, the fund management business. And, um, but I, I think you, when you're an angel, you don't really fully appreciate that managing other people's money it's a, it's a different uh, fiduciary it's a different, responsibility. It's a different fiduciary responsibility. Things happen that you couldn't have full, fully empathized on the other side. And now I think I have a uh, new perspective, right? And I think as a matter of, uh, as, a, as a result of that new perspective, I believe that I'm a better investor, and, uh, but we keep learning. You know, and that's, that's really the beauty of this uh, business. Mashallah, that is beautiful. Now in this ongoing family of 17 kids, it's never good to have a favorite. <laughs> <laughs> However, you may tell us about two of them. <laughs> Only two. <laughs> um, what I'll do is I'll actually talk more about the solutions that they're building and what we're excited about the solutions that they're building. Um, hopefully people can follow us. And um, also we talk about our, we, we go into details about why we invest in different companies on our website. So please connect with us on Acacia Ventures. Um, but what I love about what we're doing is when we looked at the sectors that were important to us, um, we also looked at uh, some of the other values that are important to us. Um, one of the things that is important to us is really how we look at um, gender equity um, in our portfolio and how we apply that. And so what we've really done is when we see female founders that are really, um, that have great traction, that are building something that is because disruption, that's really, dis you know, the, and also creating cr really market creation. Mm. It's really exciting for us. And so, and also tackling mm. areas that we know have to be solved, mm. but they're very, they're very difficult. Um, and so we have, um, a founder in our portfolio that's working on a logistic solution, um, really last mile logistic solutions, and also working across um, Nigeria, which is really, really difficult. I mean, you've been mm -hmm. to Nigeria. It's been one thing to be working in the cosmopolitan city of most people just sort of build in Lagos and that's it. But she's working across all 36 states. Um, and that's exciting to us because that's really trying to expand reach for a lot of people. Um, and she's also piggybacking that on financial inclusion by working with financial institutions to make sure that they're also able to reach their customers, even in hard to reach places. Um, we have quite a number of people, um, companies working in financial inclusion, and um, they're working on helping build credit, helping get access to credit, um, working with institutions to be more nimble and agile, so banking as a service. I think for, for us, we continue to still be... Um, astounded by so many solutions that still don't exist on the continent when it comes to around to financial inclusion, around when we look at just how much frictions exist in just doing your basic transactions. And so to have uh, entrepreneurs that are still building and still finding so ways to build in this in these spaces, we're, we're very excited. Um, Ali, any other two sectors that 
excite you? Uh, no, I think uh, maybe not just, uh, maybe I'll change tack a little bit. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I, I think also it's going to be very hard to select uh, particular <laughs> names because when you guys are good there. <laughs> <laughs> we, we do love all of them really equally. Uh, this is kind of our promise to them. Uh, but um, I think there's, uh, there's two trends that maybe we've seen that I think we're extremely encouraged by, um, which is one, we are now seeing... Um, second and third time founders, mm -hmm. or we're also seeing maybe uh, very successful uh, US tech companies, maybe people that were market launchers very successfully in Africa. The, the people that did that now building their own businesses. Um, so they come with two things, experience, that also means you know not being over exuberant, mm -hmm. right? But also the confidence mm -hmm. that, you know, uh, we can do this we can do this anywhere, but we choose to do it here. Yeah. And I think that is something extremely exciting for us. And we're lucky to have uh, many, many of those founders in our portfolio. Um, and I think that we're only going to be getting better from here because, of course, this is a virtuous cycle kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. Which is those people will give confidence to others to build them and so on and so forth. So that's one thing that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very encouraged by. That as far as I know, uh, when I, when I uh, first started investing, uh, did not exist because, mm -hmm. of course, we were at the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. So this takes time. This is mm -hmm. something that you know you were only making the ecosystem store uh, stronger. Mm -hmm. um, the second thing is that um, you know, and we, we don't accept no, like <laughs> we can't do this. You know, like this can't happen in Africa. I think that's probably a a theme that you you can pick up on. So you know, AI today uh, very very important, and I think uh, it's going to be a foundational technology that is really disruptive across the board and uh, we are uh, we actually backed uh, a company that uh, is providing an AI SaaS solution in my own country yes, yes. from what yes. I hear <laughs> exactly <laughs> right so to me uh, this is um, really proving a number of things that you can have amazing global quality talent mm -hmm. anywhere mm -hmm. okay um, even in a more nascent uh, market like Senegal uh, who I love, by the way, and not just because you're here. But, uh, <laughs> we're the last time we're there together. <laughs> and in fact, you guys would love this. Just before our chat, I was having a meeting with the new Senegalese ambassador in Cairo. I was telling about you guys having oh. invested in an AI company in Senegal. Oh, fantastic. Quite impressed to hear that. Nice. Full circle. Thank you. Yeah. And so, yeah. So, um, you know, we set our own boundaries. And um, we, we don't accept those boundaries. So uh, we love the fact that um, people today on the continent, they have the courage to do that anywhere. And uh, we're there to back them. Superb, superb. This episode is supported by IRL, an original podcast from Mozilla. Bridget Todd, its host, invites you to a new season title, People Over Profits. If you are into artificial intelligence, AI, this is the show for you. Download Mozilla area wherever you get your podcast. We at Silverbacks Valley are big fans. I just love, love uh, the energy, also the methodology, mm -hmm. and also the catalyst, mm -hmm. the trait you go after, mm -hmm. features mm -hmm. of the founders mm -hmm. that determine your conviction yeah. versus necessarily just uh, the name, the story, the copy paste. Mm. that tends to be the hurdle that creates confusion a lot of time and try to find the 
Uber of Africa yeah. or the... So I think it's, it's great to see the combination of your respective experience come into an unsuspected sophistication yeah. that uh, all the investors that are already there and those of us that are coming who will benefit from that combined knowledge. And um, one item about each of you. Mm. So, and I also want as a result for you to try to implicitly suggest what can be the comeback. So I'd like to hear from each of you, what is the biggest misconception people have about you mm. as an individual? And why do you think that is? Mm. And ultimately try to figure what is the current misconception people may have about Acacia and what could cause it? Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> um, I, I think one of the misconceptions that I, I believe people have is really trying to understand the intersection of my past experience when it comes to media and entertainment and also technology. And I think that it's probably, I mean, once again, I didn't, I don't feel like this is a global thing. I do feel like it's certain markets in which people are, because once again, the, you know, we're, this is very early on in Africa's journey of all these different industries. I mean, industries that didn't exist before. And so I really try to help people understand just a little bit more about my background. So um, one of my earliest um, career opportunities was actually in the startup, in the dot-com um, era in the U.S., where I worked for a startup. I was one of the early, early employees there. So really understanding how to build startups, that's one of the things that I always say, you know, bring to the table. I also always tell people that, um, media in the media industry is actually a very technology heavy industry. And so I always think it's so in interesting they're that, that they're, they're very much cousins. I mean, most technology actually comes from media space. And so if you look at, you know, earliest technologies around communication, which actually gave birth to the phone today, um, when you look at, um, you know, the, the, the VHS or the cassette or the Sony Walkman, which everyone had to have, which is actually how you got your, the, um, the Apple, iPod. this is all the Apple iPod. iPod, iPod, and today the iPhone. It really comes from the trying to find more and more ways to distribute me, uh, media. media. And that's it. I mean, even today, I'm sure this show is going to be distributed on so on many more media. platforms. Absolutely. And all of those platforms are powered by technology. And so I always try to help people understand how closely actually what I've done all mm -hmm. along is, is connected to what I'm doing today. The second part about media is that um, media is a very, it's, it's actually like, it's, it gave birth to VC in my opinion, yeah, yeah. because with every, um, with every part project or product that you're looking at in the, um, in media, you also have a high failure rate. Not everything that people put on the screen resonates with yep. customers. Um, you also have a, you're also building off of people's track record. Mm -hmm. um, everything that you do with any, I'm sure everyone behind a camera here, you had to understand their track record. Um, and I think that um, also, too, one of the most important things is that when things hit, they hit big. Yeah. And it's the same thing with VCs. And so when people when people tell you about a blockbuster, it's because of the of a combination of many things and then just resonating with the customer. And so I think that um, I think for me, it has been interesting trying to help people understand those links and the opportunity there. Um, that really what we're doing um, when we when we invest in anything is really about who are the people, what are the trends we're seeing, and how is this connecting to the end user. Um, oh. 
you could not be more right. Actually, one thing you may not know is that even the first cases of doing valuation of this Amazon <laughs> or all of the companies, the model was borrowed from media companies. Yes. So they were the only one that were commanding massive multiple of revenue when a lot of them sometimes were not profitable. Yeah. There it's like newspaper, radio, yeah. but the promise of the future, the promise of the blockbuster, the movies, yeah. was always the same. Mm -hmm. Just technologies amplified it. Yeah. And if you look at today, the, the glorious seven of Fantastic Seven, how many of them are not media company? Whether it's uh, your Facebook, Apple is, a lot of people don't think about it. Apple is fundamentally a modern Sony. Yeah, it is. And Steve Jobs' biggest inspiration was yeah. Sony at yeah. the company. He just made it bigger and yeah. bigger. But everything Sony did is what Apple is doing in a bigger way. Yeah. Right. You know, so and you couldn't be more right. Your misconception, sir. Uh, I think similar to what Biola said is that um, when you decide to make a big change, mm. people want to maybe support you on the front of things, or maybe they kind of inside, you know, they think like, they have reservations. They're like, you know, people don't really change, you know. <laughs> uh, and uh, so I think uh, I was lucky enough to build a, you know, a good career as a, as a corporate money lawyer, uh, first in London and then here. And um, I think there was a lot of disbelief that I would actually leave that behind. Um, Especially your family, family-in-law <laughs> yes. here. Yes. Yeah. So, so you know, for those who don't know, you know, I come from a family of lawyers. We, you know, we've had a, a law firm for over a hundred years. Uh, actually, it's one hundred twenty-five years. So, yeah. yeah. So that's you know, I think for anywhere in the world, you know, to to maintain an institution for that long is not easy. Um, I think my response to that was, you know, it's been around for one hundred twenty-five years. It's gonna be the nothing. <laughs> At least that was my argument by, with my family. Uh, but I think for a lot of people in the market, they just couldn't believe it, right? Mm -hmm. They're like, you know, you you had you know such a you know a good life and stability, and you built a really good brand and so on. Why would you you know throw this all away, right? You know, how would you bother? Okay. Why would you bother doing this, right? And you know, as you all know, it's uh, it's also we're and a part of the cycle right now, which is challenging. So a lot of question marks, you know, like, and I think that, um, so that was a big misconception that I really had to work hard to, uh, to change. And, but, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm uh, the child of, uh, of immigrants. So, you know, that's not so, nothing new to me. I'm used to that, you know, from when I was three months old, uh, that we're, we're there to change stereotypes. Uh, and um, so, yeah, so that's something that was definitely there. I think also people have stereotypes about lawyers, you know, that you're really more concerned with the downsides. Mm -hmm. uh, but actually what always excited me was building for the upside. Mm -hmm. you know? uh, so that's, that's really kind of was a prime motivator for me. Um, even when I was a lawyer, that's why I chose the transactional route as opposed mm -hmm. to maybe yeah. like M&A, that's all they do, yeah, transformation. Yeah. Yeah. It's about value creation value. and so on. So he, today when I, when, I, when I look at something, what really excites me is like, wow, this thing can really go boom, you know? Uh, but I also have to say that uh, the discipline I got from my training and over the years of practice is that, you know, how can we try to control the downside without missing out on the upside? Because mm -hmm. this is, in the end of the day, it's a, it's a power law business. Uh, so, but again, people always, 
even founders, you know, like, honey, you know, you're too focused on the downside. It's like, no, you just don't want to do that. That's why you're saying that, right? So, you know, that's that's kind of like an yeah. argument not to do it. So. That's when you bring the gray hair and age to yeah. help yes. you with that youth and that impetus. Yeah. You know, once, once bitten, twice shy, right? Yeah. So actually, so many of my lessons come from investments that didn't work out because, you know, of lack of experience. So the more experience you have, the more you, you argue about those things. And uh, actually, when, one of the um, things I always find amazing is that a lot of people today, you know, when they use terms um, in the investment documentation, uh, whether it's on the investor side or on the founder side, they don't always know how these things came about. And if you go back to the history of VC, uh, there's actually a really great book called The Power Law. Yes, and, great book. And, great. and that book goes through the history yeah. and it talks about actually the massive catastrophes that happened Absolutely. that led to, to those rules those rules yeah. coming in, right? So actually for me, like I'm a student of history and I love that and I always try to explain this. This is why you have these things. It's not because I'm trying to be difficult or, you know, I'm, I'm still a lawyer, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, they, you know they're just, I'm just like, this, ha this is there because of that, right? Let's have a discussion about that. But that's, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to make this up, right? So, so again, that's, that's kind of another misconception that, uh, but, you know, I take it in my stride. That's superb. Well, you, you've given us a, a book uh, as a reference. Biola, how about your book that uh, is a shelf reference, an inspiration that you'll recommend? So I'm actually currently re reading um, Blitz Scaling. I've heard his word. I haven't finished it. Uh, so I was also very fortunate. Um, he wrote this book with um, Reed, um, um, the founder of LinkedIn. Yeah, Dolphin. With Reed Hoffman. Yeah. Um, and Chris actually was um, part of a, he was one of the lecturers um, at my, Stanford. yes, at Stanford that um, a, a VC course I recently um, completed. And so I'm going through that and um, there are quite a number of lessons, especially as we look at um, how we scale on the continent. And because for us, one of the most important things is scaling across markets. And so it's been really interesting. And I think that anyone that's working in this space, especially around scale, should pick this book up. Excellent. The one I'll recommend is uh, Zero to One, if you haven't read it. Oh, yeah, that, that's a good one too. That's, that's a very good that's, one. That's uh, yeah. definitely Paolo, bit scaling. Yeah. Definitely a good series. In terms of individuals, that have inspired you the most? And if there's nobody, a podcast, <laughs> a movie? Um, people that have inspired me the most. There's so many people that have inspired me, but I always find a lot of the founders we invest in to be quite inspirational because it is, it's really hard to build in our markets. Um, I, I also tried to build a company. Um, I, I built it to a certain point and then decided to exit. And so I really have a high appreciation for people building in, in our markets. And I find uh, most of our founders inspirational. But I think for, for me, um, I mean, I also tried to listen to quite a number of, um, of podcasts, just sometimes actually out of the, out of the field. Um, but one of the podcasts I listened to is the, um, the Consumer VC. Mm. Um, and this is actually really interesting to me because we, we, we're, I'm always thinking about how does this, how do you, yes. And also to like, how do we look at the B2C market on mm. the continent right now? There's a lot of B2B, B2B, but then when you look at big consumer markets, we feel like we have big consumer markets. How do we start to look at that from a VC perspective and invest in those markets? And mm. so 
I've been really enjoying. Uh, and should we see you? Yeah. Alice in the show notes. Yeah. Ali. So I'm going to be, uh, yeah, I'm not going to be contrarian, unfortunately. I'm going to go for Mohammed Salah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you wish I would have no, said that. Okay. So I'm go shameless plug <laughs> uh, for your team. My fellow Egyptian. No, I, I honestly, I just uh, to kind of unpack that a little bit, which is like, I think that um, one of the things that I I realized when I came back in 2009 uh, is that even though we have a lot of heroes on the continent, we don't really um, have mm. enough positive narratives to create those role models. Um, and unfortunately, uh, there's been a crowding out of that mm. and a crowding in of role models from other um, parts of the world. Mm. Um, and uh, media, of course, has a big uh, role to play with that. And I think um, we need a lot more heroes uh, to inspire our next generations. And when you have somebody like Mohammed Salah, who um, uh, went through extreme challenges, to be able to make it out of Egypt. Mm. Uh, so he did not take the typical route at all. He had to take, I think, uh, transport uh, six hours a day just to go to training. From He comes from a very small, very very mm. poor village. Mm. And uh, despite all of these challenges, uh, he made it to the absolute pinnacle of his, uh, of, of his sport. But not only that, more importantly, the way he uh, represents Africa mm. on something, day, day. something mm. that makes us proud because yeah. In the sea of negative narrative, okay, we need to have people that can show uh, the beauty of uh, this continent mm -hmm. and the strength and the fact as that you can be an absolute star, but you can also be an absolutely good human. Yeah. Yes, and very humble. Mashallah, that is spectacular, beautiful, great choices. Now, uh, Maslow Law, if a musician has to sing, a painter has to paint, a drawer has to draw, a poet has to write. What is it that each of you has to do in order to be? <laughs> in other words, also you could pick a verb. <laughs> what will be your verb? Uh, I mean, I think that the one thing we have to do every day, and I think we're very diligent about this, and I mean, we've built an amazing team at um, Acacia Ventures, and we're going to continue to build our team. I think for us is that we have to, we have to find the best people building in our markets and find a way to support them and invest in them. That's like, literally, that's our oxygen. If we don't do that, then we, we're... Where do we go? I think that's the most important thing. And we have to do it in a way that is um, that that people want to work with us. We and when we don't do it, we have to also do that in the in, and I, I believe that you can say no in um, in a way that is still supportive. Mm -hmm. But I think for us every day, we're looking for the best people building. And we believe this is the best time to invest in Africans on the continent. Um, as um, a, a recent article said, you know, the world is becoming more African. Mm. Um, we, the world has to invest in, in Africa and we want to lead that investment. So I'll volunteer for you unearthing gems at home. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Ali? Uh, probably in one word, uh, coach. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So um, I think for me, maximizing uh, human potential mm. is something that is very important. Uh, you know, one of the biggest lessons I learned at home was it doesn't matter what you do in life, uh, as long as you give it your best, 
then you've done your job. And uh, so that's something that uh, was very foundational for me uh, growing up um, and helped me a lot. And I think that I always try to help people to maximize their potential. So no matter uh, what relationship we have, my hope is that uh, working together, you would have come out better than when we first met. Mashallah, mashallah. You have to tell us the choice for the name Akasa before we separate. <laughs> Ali? Sure, yeah, 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 yeah I know. Yeah, so. <laughs> Over to you. <laughs> uh, no, Akasa, so um, uh, in full transparency, um, as an investor, I was associated with Cairo Angels for many, many years. Um, so I was adamant to try to have a fresh start. And I really, uh, you know, as I've touched on a little bit, I think that the power of message and the power of narrative is, is very strong. And that uh, I wanted to try to choose a name uh, that reflects the new journey. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when I came to think about, okay, um, what is something that is African, um, and cross Africa, so something that reunites us, doesn't divide us, um, something that is uh, strong uh, and deep rooted, um, and um, something also that's related to what we do, which is that we're seed investors, right? So it grows. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, yeah, and I was actually going on a, on a hike at the time, and then. I saw yeah. quite a hiker. <laughs> so I, you know, I, I love to, to hike and I love the outdoors. So, uh, you know, I could see a lot of trees. And of course, uh, the acacia tree or the acacia tree um, is uh, very prevalent across the, the continent. It's an African tree. It reflects all of those things. And, um, and yeah, and I wanted to give it also a little bit of um, uh, also homage to us because acacia is the way you say it in English. But actually, in the way you say it in Egyptian Arabic, is acacia, mm, right? So a lot works on all, and even in French too. It's yeah, acacia. Yeah. Mm, so actually, Spanish probably acacia. <laughs> Why not? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic choice. <laughs> Thank you. A creative lawyer. Yes. See, misconceptions. No, guys, this is fantastic. Could not um, have a better chance to get the world to know you better and obviously in this new family of 17 kids more babies coming with such a superb name love tall trees on the way delighted having you thank Good. you thank you thank you so much thank you so much oh, it's so a much. pleasure it was you. a pleasure hey if you liked today's story press like leave a comment subscribe come back for more stories from the founders and the funders changing sports, tech, and entertainment from Africa to the rest of the world. We look forward to seeing you again soon.